There you go. And that was Sam and the Womp. My guest is here. Let me just tell you, there's no doubt about it. But food and festivities walk hand in hand. But it's always a bit of a mission trying to get it right. With so many choices and eating preferences now, what do you choose? What do you put on the menu which is going to cater for everybody? And yesterday I was talking about dance throughout my programme. Today it is food and it's New Year's Eve. And I called in Larry Tang, group founder of Loco Pharma, to give me a taste of what people might enjoy enjoy eating tonight as they see in the new year. Good afternoon to you, Larry. Happy holidays. <laughs> now, I sense that Larry has already started partying. Yes, Larry, is that true? Yeah, it's been a week. A week of partying. Yeah. And we had a kind Christmas. of conversation a while back and he was going to come on the show on New Year's Eve and we kind of said, yeah, I said, Larry, that'd be a really good idea, you know, just bring in some kind of food that you think people should be eating on New Year's Eve and we can try it out on there. And then he comes along and he's empty handed. Yeah. And I didn't have any breakfast this morning. Ready Larry. to talk about food. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, Larry, you better make your descriptions pretty good because we don't have anything to show here. Yeah. So anyway, welcome to the program. It doesn't matter that you're not coming bearing food, but I'm yeah. sure with your expertise and your background, mm -hmm. you can fill us up completely in terms of your descriptive yeah. knowledge of it and your descriptions. Festive foods. Yeah. yeah. Festive yeah. foods. For some reason, it's always Western food. Right? Okay. Like Christmas, New Year, mm -hmm. we're always eating Western food. So lobster rolls always on the menu. Lobster rolls. Crab rolls, mm -hmm. uh, caviar, champagne. Mm -hmm. um, it's all on our online menu, by the way. So, <laughs> I'm sure uh, <laughs> it is. But, you know, why is it that it's always Western foods? Because, I mean, you know, if you're looking at, say, what's available in terms of Chinese food, all the whole dim sum area, there are so many like finger foods that you can have in mm. a party. Yeah. So why is it that people tend to go more for the Western side? I think just the whole festival is more coming from Western, right? Like we yeah. have Chinese New Year food, it's all the cakes, you know, the, the turnip cake, it's always our mm -hmm. go-to because mm -hmm. it's less, there's no sugar in it, it's more natural. Mm -hmm. Um for some reason, yeah. It's like, it, it makes you happy too, right? When you eat like a pizza and a burger. Yeah, because you're getting the full carbs yeah, there and it yeah. kind of fills you up. And the turkey, it's yeah. just always Western food. But for like reason. for parties and stuff, there's a lot of, um, you know, people are just doing little munchies, aren't they? Mm. So, uh, and, and I assume obviously that those munchies are the things that are going to go with drinks yeah. that you can just peck on and then have drinks. So is it all about just filling up on New Year's Eve, it's not really a massive kind of meal as such, is it? It's it's all these sort of snacky things. Uh, it's pretty big meals if you go for turkey and. But when you're talking about munchies food, it just reminded me of Amsterdam mm -hmm. when I was eating. I think that's that's where I had the best pizza too. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a place that sell gluten free, vegan pizza, but mm -hmm. it was really good. Mm -hmm. Or was it vegan? Maybe it wasn't vegan. Maybe the crust was uh, was was God, it seems like free. quite a challenge to make gluten. -free. But it was really tasty, right. and uh, and everything in Amsterdam is tasty, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's munchy food. We, so. we won't go to Amsterdam and things that are available in Amsterdam at yeah. this stage. Uh, but um, but there are ways to eat like party food without uh, without being unhealthy. 
Uh-huh. Or, or I would say it's not healthy food season, but you can always eat less unhealthy food. So what There's would you say? Choices. If you've got if you've got a group of people coming to your house or yeah. whatever, what sort of what sort of things which stay healthy? I think are if the you kind of stick to the the more paleo, the more ketogenic diet, uh, mm-hmm. less carbs, uh, a lot of protein. A lot of snacks. So you're talking like sausages on sticks and, yeah, and, those and are cold fine, meat and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are always like our cheat day food anyway. So on Sundays, you just eat whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I stay away from the burger and pizza, actually. Because lots of people do those kind of miniature things where they serve people like pieces of yeah, these things. Yeah, I kind of like to try many different things whenever you're at a big party. So, I mean, like, if you were getting people together, what is on that tray? I mean, you know, this kind of... You mentioned that there's this flick and chill party tray yeah. or whatever. What, what kind of things are in that? Um, that was what we were supposed to be trying here. Yeah. <laughs> so if I was going to go and delve into that and try yeah. something, what am I trying? There's a lot of deep-fried stuff, but mm. we have some, like, there's some vegan deep fry food as well like it really tastes like fish and chicken but it's not made with fish and chicken uh lobster for some reason lobster roll lobster bisque it's always on the menu um so these things are on that tray are they yeah yeah they are uh we have this uh kind of pokey bowl tray like it's almost like four pokey bowls on a tray Mm -hmm. and you can have a lot of that but isn't that like uh, you know uh, how how well does the, does that stuff keep? Because like if you were getting together with people and having a party and stuff, yeah. fried stuff is lovely when it's just been fried yeah. and it's it's lovely. But yeah. when it sits there, it can get pretty kind of like oh, it's a bit dense and you find it hard to swallow. Then after a while, but like how do yeah. you how do you sort of keep that freshness in that some of that like, party food? When we design these party trays. We already kind of pick and choose the one that can sit there for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. half an hour, and still good, like spring rolls. Because mm-hmm. uh, they still stay crispy and things. Stuff. Yeah. Um, like we wouldn't serve uh, dumplings mm-hmm. because they're only good for like five minutes. Yeah. Actually, three minutes when it first comes out. Right. So, but if, it's, if I'm having people over, I always add butter chicken onto the menu. I love butter chicken. That's okay. my favorite go-to. So that's very much an Indian sort of Yeah, dish, I'm one-eighth Indian. Right, okay, one-eighth. Yeah, okay. I have a family in Kolkata. All right. So I, I've always loved... I didn't even know that until I was 21. Oh, right. <laughs> so okay, so do you think that that sort of... You already had some of that inclination towards some of those flavors. It's funny because you didn't know, but was that something you've been interested in in terms of? The I background? knew I loved butter chicken before I knew I was part Indian. So okay, yes, okay. it was always there. Because <laughs> I suppose you know butter chicken is quite a sort of moist. Yeah. Quite a. I mean, I mean, the, the key element here is the kind yeah. of gravy in it, yeah. isn't it? I, so it's not one of those yeah. dry foods. I wouldn't eat it all the time. But like on festival days, for some reason, just makes me feel homey. And do you make it yourself? No, I don't. Um, I have a lot of relatives in Canada that that can make a really good butter chicken. So how would you serve that butter chicken if you're... I mean, if it's kind of like party finger foods, things like that, that doesn't... Does butter chicken go well? Um, It's just one big pot. Okay. Of it with some garlic naan, and then I'm good. And then people can just dunk yeah. it in. Actually, someone recently created a dish. It's a 
It's a place in Singapore. I can't say the name, right? Like it's a French Indian concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's named after a city that used to be a French colony in in India, uh-huh. and they created a dish uh, because it's French Indian. So they did a foie gras okay. with butter chicken. Okay. Oh and my it was gosh. With with liver, it was actually really tasty. Oh right. It it can't get any more French Indian than that, I think. And can yeah. you can you take sort of chilies? I mean, what would you say? In I terms can of? these days. Like I. I couldn't before. I think right. you just get used to it. Okay. Your taste bud gets because used to I mean, for I suppose for parties and stuff. Yeah. But how do you deal with now the fact that there are so many um, different kind of food preferences in terms of the people may be vegan, people may be flexitarians, people may be, you know, plant. You know, they just stick to plant based. Oh, don't stuff. get me started. Oh. No, so I mean, kidding. like, how no. do you how do you kind of cater? Like, you know, I'm sure amongst your friends, you've got yeah. people who've got all sorts of things. Like, I don't like, for instance, I don't eat pork, I don't drink. Yeah. But like, how do you cater for all of those people if you are getting people together like that? Mm, a good question. Just have more choices. We always have to cater to more choices. There's always got to be some good vegetarian option these days. Uh, not like a side dish kind of vegetarian. So, mm-hmm. um, again, but if you go with like the, the keto, the paleo, or the vegan stuff, then it kind of covers most of the this, uh, the allergy situation. And actually, a lot of people eat meat at our restaurants that they don't eat elsewhere because they know it's organic. So mm-hmm. it's quite interesting. And, uh, uh, we, we have to deal with a lot more uh, requests, but mm-hmm. for some reason, some people actually are more relaxed when they're there. Oh, right. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. actually, a lot of my friends actually are uh, uh, allergic to MSG. Okay. Yeah, they actually have reaction if, whenever they eat MSG. Gosh, so, gosh. So, yeah. I mean, I have noticed, certainly, you know, I cook a reasonable amount and stuff, but I've noticed in Hong Kong, like, you know, when I am buying meat, um, like, especially chicken, I find so much of the chicken is just, has been frozen. Yeah. Um, and maybe is coming from places like Brazil, and yeah. it's almost like in frozen packs. And I have always found that when you cook this chicken, it is still a bit tough, like, I don't know how long. I mean, is there some sort of rule and regulation about how long you can keep these things frozen? Um, that's an interesting question. Chicken is a huge topic. Um, apparently, there used to be like, I don't know, 50 or 70 breeds of chicken. Now it's down to like five or seven. And then it's a few of them are like patented by big companies uh, because they genetically modified it. Um one time I actually ate, uh, tried a, a chicken from our meat supplier. He's crazy about meat. Like he's like a big Australian Chinese guy that drives a Harley Davidson. But whenever he talks about meat, he's just about to cry. <laughs> like he's all about biodiversity. He would go to, I think, Spain, uh, somewhere in Spain. He'll go to a, a mountain and then there's this uh, free range, like wow chicken okay. breed that. Okay they will use and he uses it for hot pot mm-hmm. like you basically eat it almost like beef mm-hmm. and it was so tender mm-hmm. but um 
but one if it's frozen, you you can get some fresh chicken in Hong Kong. There are a few of them. They normally in wet smaller. Markets, are there places not in, really. in Hong Kong? Well, most of the stuff from the wet market are probably from China. But Brazilian chicken is very big here yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's mostly frozen. It could be injected with growth hormones. So right. sometimes the chest is bigger because it's genetically modified. Um, I think we. We use sous vide a lot in our cooking, so I forgot the temperature. It's probably 63 or 64 degrees, and then you cook it for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can send you the actual temperature mm-hmm. and It'd how long. It would just be interesting yeah. to know because, you know, as I said, like I do a reasonable amount of cooking, but I have noticed that, you know, when you do buy stuff, um, meat and things from outside, um, it tends to be, especially chicken, yeah. it's quite tough. Yeah. Um, so it's really just a matter of looking around for, for the best places. But then, you know, if you start to do that, you are ending up paying a reasonable amount for these things. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. I'm sure in your restaurants, because you are looking for organic, well-sourced stuff, then yeah. that does add to the cost of the meal, doesn't yeah. it? That does increase it substantially. Yeah, unfortunately, um, organic food in Hong Kong is still ranges from 30% to 300% more expensive than mm. non-organic options. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's different levels that you can choose like when it's organic you're usually looking for something that's not genetically modified uh doesn't uh, it's not injected with uh growth hormones it's not injected with uh antibiotics or it's not in the feeds so you could find non-organic chicken that doesn't mm-hmm. uh isn't injected with mm-hmm. any of these uh chemicals okay. and they are maybe Thirty percent more expensive or, right. or less. Yeah, right. they're not so, bad. Yeah, but then not I suppose it's a matter of if you're not going to do it, if you do it every so often, you're not yeah. having it all the time. Yeah. then it's fine. Then you know you just make sure that the meal that you have is is good yeah. quality. Actually, we should release some kind of buy shopping guy for chicken because there's so many different things. Even French chicken, right? When you look at it, sometimes it says grade A, and uh-huh. you're like, oh, that's good. Because we don't but, know what it is. I mean, as a as a restaurateur, as somebody who is dealing with food all the time, you have that awareness of okay, this chicken is this or that is this. Yeah. But you know, the general consumer at home who is just going who has no idea about what they're eating the other thing is is that it's funny because I just I was away in Kuala Lumpur and I took a flight and things and I always wonder um, about you know when you have meals on flights and things because they're these compact meals and it's this chicken or fish and and I did talk to somebody in, uh, a number of years back who was involved in some of these plain meals. And they were saying that some of this stuff is like made years ago. Yeah. And then it's high high sodium, high, you know, flavorings and things like that. And it covers up for the fact that this, the, you know, this was putting people off actually. But, um, you know, the meals that you're getting in planes are just yeah. probably have been sitting there it for years. It could be also like Cha Chan Teng in Hong Kong, like I've heard crazy stories about how long some of the meat's been like in the frozen mm. fridge for and yeah. they just deep fried it right so you can't really tell yeah. uh, and marketers are, are quite tricky right? I mean coming from advertising uh, 
we know a lot of words that is words. Yeah, know, and, right? and also I suppose this kind of label fresh. of organic or fresh, yeah, because I know... fresh, it yeah. means nothing. Really. And also, you know, they say an organic chicken can be an organic chicken if you kick yeah. it out the barn for a couple of hours each day. That's good enough, Every right? country also has different yeah. standards no of, of chicken. Apparently, standard. like in Australia, if 70% of your product is organic, then it's considered organic. In Germany, apparently, it has to be 100%. So mm-hmm. every so country varies, is also quite different. Okay. And a lot of people don't trust the USDA stuff now either. Yeah. So, And I was saying, like, actually, French chicken, when yeah. it's grade A, it's actually the lowest grade because they got double A and then it's triple oh, A. Well, so triple A is actually the top one, right? Oh, my goodness. But when you just look at A, you thought it's good. Okay. So okay. Well, marketers. I suppose that kind of moves us on a little bit to... You know, we we've seen some of the developments this year in the whole food area. Yep. So, what do you reckon in terms of the trends? What's happening now in the future? We are at the brink of the new year. Well, what do you see as, as after changes? After tonight, yeah, <laughs> you can eat whatever you want tonight, and then <laughs> tomorrow everyone's going to have New Year's resolution. I want to get fit. I want to lose weight. Uh, we we are actually launching uh, a bunch of menus that are ketogenic mm-hmm. so and we've got somebody talking about ketogenics tomorrow and keto diets perfect. so just a, a brief on that in terms of that's basically like intermittent sort of fasting isn't it uh no no it oh. has nothing to do with the fasting it's another thing it's basically um you're cutting out sugar okay it's very little sugar okay. um you're going to go on that for a, a hundred days basically. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that's my plan well it's actually we're partnering with a a uh, nutritionist expert so uh he actually believes that this asian ketogenic diet can reverse 70 percent of diabetics mm-hmm. uh, uh people with high blood pressure because uh, most of the time when people in Hong Kong talk about ketogenic, they're talking about losing weight, right? It's mm-hmm. about cutting weight. And when you don't eat carbs, and then your body starts to get into this ketosis state, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not an expert. So, and then your body starts to burn fat as energy All right. instead of uh, looking for carbs and uh uh, store fat. Okay. Kind of. Well, the expert will be in actually. It's not tomorrow because we've got the day off tomorrow. But Thursday, I have got somebody coming in talking about those diets. And we can talk about that. So, what else do you see, Larry? Oh, mouse part, sorry. Is sorry, that, on that Thursday. Mouse? Yes. Okay. Cool. And um, now, what about like the future? What other kind of trends do you see happening in the next year or something? Is there anything significant that we're at the brink of at the moment? Um. I mean, apart from, I think, people I think, getting a bit more lazy in terms of now the increase of, say, perhaps ordering yeah. out and getting people to deliver it's, food it's, to you. It's obviously been a very interesting and, and somewhat challenging time for any F&B business in Hong Kong in the past six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to extremes. Do you mm-hmm. know the price point of you know, when you go to a restaurant, that's two, three hundred dollars per meal. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most challenging segment. Mm-hmm. If you go for fine dining, there's always kind of like this crowd of people who can afford the fine dining, no matter how bad the economy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the delivery side, meals that are like fifty dollars to a hundred, hundred twenty dollars, it's grown 
a lot in the past six months. Mm-hmm. Like all the delivery platforms uh, numbers went up. So yeah, I think do you that's think the biggest that, trend. Do you think that perhaps the current climate and conditions, etc., have influenced that? Obviously, that people are not going out because yeah. we've seen a, a clear. Um, movement where restaurants concerned, restaurants closing, restaurants yeah. not having enough footfall. Yeah. So perhaps that's the reason it's increased this year, maybe? Uh, definitely people, you know, if they don't leave home, they stay at home more mm-hmm. than they order uh, delivery food more. Um, I think, especially for the public housing places, I like to see, I think it's going to happen, that people will spend more time uh, in planning their food budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want, if you can't afford organic food, but you want more premium items, right? I think uh, if you don't rely on some ad hoc kind of last minute shopping, and you plan it ahead, mm-hmm. then you can't actually afford. Uh, there's going to be some more crowdsourcing, group buying platforms as well, I mm-hmm. think, uh, in this space. Uh People buying directly from farms. Okay, uh, so not say perhaps going to supermarkets. And yeah, like that. and like Hong Kong imports ninety over ninety percent of our food, right? So I think there's a big movement in supporting more local businesses and more local farms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that will be a big okay. trend coming up. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we heard, you heard it here on the One Two Three Show then. <laughs> okay, so what are your plans? We're just going to finish up now. What are your plans now? Um, apart from maybe partying tonight, have got yeah. anything else on the menu? <laughs> you mean for tonight? New Year's? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm just going to follow. Uh, tomorrow we have a big barbecue happening at uh, PMQ, mm-hmm. but uh, tonight I'm just going to go to other places uh, <laughs> okay. so we don't so I don't have to work. <laughs> I think you need a, a stiff coffee at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, thank you very much thank for coming in for today me. and thank you. The food tasted absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Really enjoyed